hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Beers, Basis, Battlestar Galactica. I'm Hunter, uh, I'm your host with Ethan, Josh, and Chucky. Um, just a bunch of guys we play fantasy football with. And as we know, it's that time of year again. So this year where Ethan has joined our league for the first time and uh, we've kind of done some things differently than years past. So I'm going to let um, Chucky kind of explain what we're doing uh, as he's our, and I'll put air quotations around commish. Uh, <laughs> May not be the best one, but I guess he's what we got to deal with. Well, with what you deal with in this league with different sides, everybody wants something different usually. Uh, Josh has been pushing for this dynasty league we've, we're starting this year. Um, usually we play because we have eight players or eight teams in the league. Uh, we usually do uh, two quarterbacks, two wide, I mean, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, two flexes, and two defenses. That's it's a lot of players you have to draft, and a lot of time goes into, or at least on my part, uh, researching and doing everything. Um, but this year we switched over to a 10-team um, dynasty league. It'll be three years. Uh, you keep three players every year. Um, we've added Ethan in. Um, kind of excited to see how he goes in the draft. Um, but we have wild cards in this league. Um, you never know what people first pick in the draft this year is a guy that you just never know. Um, you've got another one of our buddies, Jackson, who he, he just goes left field. Uh, what, Cam- yeah, I would say Hunter three years ago, four years ago, he drafted Cam with the first overall pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just kind of the base of our league, uh, I'm excited for this 10-team league. We've cut down a quarterback. We still have an extra flex, and we've cut down a defense. Yeah. So. And I think, like you said, with uh, with uh, the guy picking one overall, he's, he's either going to take a, a player from Alabama or he's going to take Patrick. So. Yeah, that's that's about right. Um, Hunter, you like to draft in Bama players too, so don't you can't go in too hard. Hey, got to get them early. <laughs> But um, but yeah. So I guess like that's kind of as Chucky said, that's kind of the basis of our league. Um, this year, you know, we're we kind of switched it up. The, we're with the three year dynasty and looking to see kind of how that goes. Hopefully, and you know, I joke all the time, but um, we always like to talk sleepers. Josh knows I like sleepers. He likes my favorite fourth round pick from like three years ago. <laughs> but uh. For some reason, I took Bishop Sankey in like the fourth round. <laughs> Terrible idea. Um, but yeah, so we, we're going to talk some sleepers, some breakouts, and I think we're going to have help cover some draft tips and strategies that we all want. So uh, I guess Ethan or Josh, you know, if y'all want to take it away and y'all get your breakout players to look out for this year. Ethan, uh, you mind if I go first? You yeah, go man, with. go ahead. All right. So number one on my list. Um, is by far Daryl Henderson. Um, for anybody listening that doesn't know, Cam Akers, starting running back for the Los Angeles Rams, is hurt out for the season. Daryl Henderson was a very viable back last year as the backup. He had he was over 200 points last year in PPR format. So I'm going to explain that real quick while I'm talking about it. Um, PPR is points per reception. Uh, versus your standard league. Standard league is 10 yards, you get a point. Um, so Daryl Henderson and Sean McVay's offense, lead back, is going to get 
20 plus carries a He's probably going to catch probably five passes. That's, you know, that's very good upside. A lot of, a lot of points to be had with Daryl Henderson for sure. Um, that's my number one guy. Anybody got any comments on that? Anybody think differently? What do you think? Uh, I honestly enjoy that pick. You got Stafford coming into the, coming into that offense and, uh, he likes tight ends. He likes, I'm sure he'll be, uh, checking down to him. So, uh, I don't hate that pick at all. I think he'll be a big touchdown guy. Like I don't like I think the yards will be there and stuff like that, but I think I think you'll see a lot of touch I think I think he's gonna be a big touchdown guy. So I like it. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. The so, you know, for our average football fan, you know, people that are listening, um Sean McVay's offense is a run first offense. It's very much misdirection. He kind of re- revolutionized in the NFL, the jet sweep. I don't know how much everybody knows about, you know, that terminology. But so, you know, if you watch college football, you know what that is. So he has revolutionized it from under center, and it's it's changed a lot of things. That year they ran, they went to the Super Bowl, was all about misdirection and downhill run game. And so Daryl Henderson is, is poised for a huge year. I am super excited about that guy right there. I think he's going to be, you know, probably round four. Round five, I think he's legitimately could be an RB one at the end of the year. Um, that's how I feel about him. Um, my next guy I want to go into real quick is Miles Gaskin with the Dolphins. He is going to be the lead back for the Miami Dolphins. They've still got to. Uh, I know you know everybody on this phone call. We're all from Alabama. You know we got some Alabama homers on here. Hunter, I'm talking about you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Tua is still in his development stage. You know, you watched them play last year. They didn't really let him loose, man. They didn't let him throw the ball down the field a whole lot. I kind of think they're going to try to take a step forward this year. I feel like Miles Gaskin in that offense is going to get a lot of touches. I think he's going to get a lot of goal line touches. He's going to get some touchdowns. He's going to have plenty of yards and plenty of times touching the football to gain points. So I feel like he is poised for a breakout year as well. Anybody got any thoughts on that? Am I the only one? What do y'all think? I, I kind of agree. I think, like you said, last year you watched Tua, and if if any of you guys get on Twitter, and as Ethan and I know, like Braves and Cardinals Twitter is a toxic environment. Um, but if you if you jump into Twitter and you see the guys, I mean, they complain nonstop because they're handcuffing you know, the, the QB. So I think open it up a little bit, get him some more touches, I, I mean – in a, in a PPR world, he's he's probably going to be a fantasy player's dream. Absolutely, absolutely. Miles Gaskin's going to be a freaking stud. I, I I couldn't agree more. I think he's to me in a ten team league, he's probably round five, round four ish. You know, depending on where you pick. Um, to me, he's an RB two with RB like RB three, RB two upside. He's probably definitely a flex play to start the year off and kind of see how it goes from there. Um. The other one, and this is kind of uh, off-the-wall one um, that not many people pay attention that I don't know how many people pay attention to, but Wayne Gallman, in, when, he, when he was the backup for Saquon Barkley last year, he absolutely had some great games. He had, against the Cowboys last year, he had 16 carries for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Saquon goes down with the injury. Now he gets signed by the 49ers. So those of you that watch the NFL – 
you know that Kyle Shanahan is pretty pretty similar to Sean McVay. He is a run first guy. He wants to run the football and throw play action off of it. So knowing that going into it, all they have is Raheem Raheem Moster, who is who is absolutely a great player in his own right. He's he's definitely a thousand yard back, you know, ten touchdowns a year kind of guy, but he's been hurt. So the only person standing in Way Gallman's way from breaking out this year is Raheem Moster. So I feel like that Wayne Gallman could be poised for a big year. At, at the very least, he could be a handcuff for sure. So what do y'all think about that one? I think that's kind of off the wall. I don't think many people have thought about him. Um, that's one that I paid attention to, but y'all tell me what you think. I like it, but the only thing I, the only thing I will say about that is they did draft Trey Sermon from Ohio State in the third round, and it looks like right now that they're it's between – uh, Mozart and Sermon as that. I mean, I think it's a good pick. I, I like it, but I didn't. I just, I just thought about how they drafted uh, Sermon from Ohio State in the third round there last year. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I think that's going to be. I, I think it's going to be kind of a competition to get settled in camp, which I'm, I'm more than uh, like I'm ready to see kind of how that folds out because that's going to de- help his uh, draft stock for sure. For me. Um, you know that's going to be that's going to be a big deal because uh, as much as the 49ers run the football, that's that's a huge deal. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm just excited to see that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good breakout candidate. I mean, especially if he does. I mean, let's just say he gets the RB one job for them. I mean, that's that's huge. That's I mean, that's why it's that's why it could be a breakout. But he's got to go up against two other guys that are pretty good. So we'll see. Absolutely, kind of wait and see. Yeah. Hunter, I'm gonna pass it back to you, man. What you what what else you got for me? What man, else you- uh well coming from a guy who's only, you know, who's a fantasy expert and can't make the playoffs. Can't make the playoffs <laughs> to save his life. Like a plague. Um I guess uh, I don't have many breakouts. I do got two. They're both receivers. Um I'm a kind of on it's kinda of hard to say, but they drafted Jamar Chase, the Bengals did, but I'm actually a big T. Higgins guy. Um, last year he had uh, almost 1,000 yards receiving and I think close to 10 touchdowns with Joe Burrow missing most of the year. Um, I think if Joe comes back and he's healthy, that you know T. Higgins is, is easily hitting the 1,000-yard mark. Um, I think he gets more touches. Uh, I think Jamar Chase kind of takes away some of the coverage, hopefully, uh, open it up for him. And, I mean, hopefully he can kind of eat a little bit over there on the outside. Um, like I say, it all, it all just depends, too, on, on how Burrow is, how he looks when he comes back. But that's just a guy I've kind of got my eye on. I think, you know, like I said, last year he had a pretty solid year. I and mean, He was a rookie last year, if I remember right, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. And then um, the other guy I'd like to touch on a little bit, and we can cover more later, but Another, I guess, breakout, even though everybody knows he's already a pretty good ball player. Um, C.D. Lamb out in Dallas. Uh, I don't really remember much about him last year. I just knew coming out he was a high draft pick. Um, he and Jared Judy were you know, wide receiver one and two in that draft, and it was kind of a coin flip. Unfortunately, Jared Judy went to you know, the Broncos where Drew Locke couldn't you know, hit, the, hit, a, hit the broad side of a barn if he had to. Uh, but Jerry, with with CeeDee Lamb, though, in Dallas, Dak coming back, 
um, and you, you give him a competent quarterback to get him the ball, I feel like, you know, with Amari Cooper and those other guys, Zeke, things like that, it kind of opens the door for him to have a breakout sophomore season. I, I really expect CD to take over that number one wide receiver role this year, honestly. I think he takes it from Amari. Um, Dak coming back healthy is a big deal for him. Big yeah. Which, I don't know if you guys saw that. did have an MRI this afternoon. Did not see that. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw I, I saw it. He got got dinged up in, in camp. So that's uh, that's another red flag, man. <laughs> you know, I, uh, one thing I want to – you know, I just want to say real quick. You know, if you got – if you got receivers that you feel like can break out or can be, you know, studs in fantasy, if they don't have their quarterback, man, they ain't worth they ain't worth a piss, man. I'm just telling you. Uh, you know, look at look at guys when you know you had Dwayne Haskins throw him the ball, Terry McLaurin last year, one of those guys, James Jameson Crowder, those kind of guys that are kind of under the radar that usually have good games where they have good quarterbacks, they go down downhill real quick. So, yeah. yeah, that that happened to me last year when Breeze went down. Michael Thomas, he had good games with Taysom, but I mean, it's nothing like the production he should have. He only runs a slant, so. Well, yeah, but he's pretty <laughs> damn good at that, son. Slant boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ethan, I guess I'll move it to you if you want to kind of discuss. I know you had a couple breakout guys as well. Yeah, uh, my first one is it's a running back from Washington, Antonio Gibson. Uh, he really did. He had a really good rookie season last year, but he is expected now to be their RB one, which is which is huge. And I, I think he's a guy that's you're going to see a ton of carries, a, a ton of yards, and also for us, especially being in PPR, he is a former wide receiver. So I mean, he can definitely get touches there with the reception. So easy points for that. But yeah, all around, I, I really like Antonio Gibson. I think he's a guy that can even go in the first round. But probably it's either going to be first round or early second. So, I mean, it's a tough guy to call a breakout. But from the year he had last year to come in this year, I think it's supposed to be just huge production from what he had there. So, what do you guys think? Oh, dude, I can't, I couldn't agree more, Ethan. Um, guy's going to have a huge year. Um, I fully expect him to sign to RB1 role this year for sure. So the other guy that I uh, the other guy I'm really high on is uh, Brandon Ayuk from the 49ers. So I, I think I think he's a guy that he's another one that had a really good rookie year, but now I mean with him having a year of experience under him, I, I think he's a guy that's going to just flourish in that offense, and I think he's going to be a guy that's that's going to be one of their main targets. So you could look at his stat lines last year, and it's. It's not as good as what he's projected this year, so I, I really think that he's going to have a breakout. So that will be uh, that will be cool to see. And yeah, that's really all I have on him. I, hey, Ethan, that that's a great one too. Let me ask y'all something. What do y'all think about uh, the 49ers quarterback situation? You think Trey's going to get some get some uh, get some opportunities this year? What do you think? With, without 100%. a doubt, I think that Trey Lance is going to run away with that job. I couldn't agree more. I I, I think I, I think Garoppolo's kind of had his shot. Uh, he gets hurt. He you know he's he's very injury prone. He throws. He's not very productive when he is on the field. So I feel like Trey Lance is definitely going to get his shot, and I feel like he's going to seize that opportunity and make a statement and take that job from Jimmy Garoppolo for sure. 
Yeah, and I mean, a lot of you guys know that I, I love the draft process and all that. I, I practically study and worship anything Matt Miller puts out. Um, I think he's actually a big Niners guy. And so I was listening to them the other day, and that's all he talked about was how much, you know, Kyle Shanahan was just like <clears throat> throwing like smoke screen after smoke screen, just trying to like not say that he was going to start. But I think ownership's probably given a little pressure. The kid's been balling at camp. Um, they were talking about like his, how he moves, uh, his footwork, everything is just really impressive. And I think, you know, you're paying Jimmy G a lot of money, but they're eventually going to quit paying any money to throw the football and they're going to be paying him to ride the bench. Uh, absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. He's, t- he's too talented. That roster, that, that roster is, is a good roster. They have a great defense. They've got some talent around them on offense. You've got George Kittle, who is top two tied in the league, arguably number one against Travis Kelsey. I know I'm a big Kelsey guy. I love Travis Kelsey. George Kittle's a dude, though. He can play, too. So he can do it all. I mean, you've got to give that offense the opportunity to flourish. And I feel like under Trey Lance, giving him the opportunity to develop and get better as the year goes on and in the future, I think that's the way you need to go. Just my opinion. I think right here we're at a good topic, too. I think that's a great sleeper pick where we can kind of go ahead and transition to that. I think Trey Lance could be a great sleeper pick. Quarterbacks, especially. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Could not agree more. And especially if he plays well and you've got three keepers for three years, I mean, that could be a guy you wind up holding on to. Yep, absolutely. Um. Yeah, so I guess like like Ethan just said, let's transition to some sleepers. I know, I guess Ethan would would Trey Lance be your only one, or do you have any other sleepers on your radar? Or, or uh, the your other radar? main one that I would have on my radar is Lavisca Chenault from Jacksonville. Um, I think he's a guy. I mean, he was a rookie last year too, but he he's a sleeper because a lot of a lot of people are kind of shaky on drafting Jags players this year because they, they do have a pretty they have a pretty good wide receiving core. I mean, honestly, they're kind of a sleeper wide receiver core with Marvin Jones and and DJ Chark and Lavisca Chenault. So, but I think he's a he had the most yards after uh, contact last year for wide receivers. Uh, he just he gets a ton of targets, so I, I think he's definitely a big sleeper pick for a uh, wide receiver. Yeah, and I think uh, just then before we kind of jumped into that, Jordan was trying to butt in. Um, what, what'd you, uh, what were you trying to bring up, Chuck? Well, I was – you started talking about sleepers, and I was kind of going same path as Ethan with the Jags. Uh, they drafted Travis Etienne. Uh, he's paired up. I know they got James Robinson in front of him, but I'm thinking PPR. That's what our league is. Uh, he could be a late-round sleeper. Um, just kind of keep on your bench, hold on, just see how the year goes. He's probably a solid flex play, too, on when you're in bye week hell. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, you, you don't agree, Josh? Josh does not like ETN. <laughs> I, 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 look, look, I'm not an ETN guy. Look, James Robinson had 1,000 yards last year as a rookie on a really bad Jaguars football team. They gave, they got an influx of talent. They got Trevor Lawrence, number one pick in the draft, generational talent, best prospect, best prospect since Andrew. Best Luck. hair in the game. They got, a, <laughs> they got a guy that's got the talent. They got. I, I mean, I think that you've got to give that guy the, the opportunity 
to see if he can be what he was. I think, you know, looking at reading some reports, I follow all of stuff on Twitter, on Instagram, everything. I listen to Matt Miller too, Hunter. I know, you know we talk about that all the time. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about ETN. They've got him listed as he can play in the slot some. He's going to be a third down guy. That's what I see ETN as. I see him as a third down guy. I see him as James White for the New England Patriots. That's what I think ETN is going to be this year. Now, down the road, he may be the, the number one guy, three down back. But this year, I think you've got to give James Rob Like, James Robinson is a proven commodity in the NFL. I, and, I, I 100% agree, but we're talking sleepers. I was, I was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like to pull a late round running back out of my butt. <laughs> That's, yeah, for our draft, I, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's a deep sleeper for sure. Um, I got, I, I got one that I just, you know, I, I just came across on my notes right here is uh, Damian Harris. So, Damian Harris from Alabama with the New England Patriots. They're saying all the word that's coming out of camp right now is that he could win that starting job from Sony Michelle. He could win that job. Damian Harris has had 100-yard games in the NFL before. He has made things happen at that level. If he wins that job, he could be a very good deep sleeper. He's going to get goal line touches. He's going to be a touchdown vulture and score touchdowns for sure. I think that he's a deep sleeper for me for sure. Didn't they uh, like almost just sit him his whole rookie season? Yeah, they did. That, that's kind of the Patriot way, though. You, you know, um, I, I, I kind of see, and this is going to be kind of a segue into this, but. Uh, you know, you segue into guys like Mac Jones. You got Cam Newton. Cam did not have a great year last year, um, was not super effective. Um, but I could 1 million percent see the pay- Bill Belichick sitting Mac Jones on the sideline for an entire year, letting him learn behind Cam. Unless Cam gets hurt or is really, really bad. That's the only way I could see him playing this year. Yeah. Uh, I think as long as Cam is actually stays on the field. Absolutely. Sorry, what'd you say, Ethan? I was just saying that both of him getting hurt and both being really, really bad, I think those are pretty good possibilities, knowing Cam. Yeah. Absolutely. The guy the guys the guys on the down on the downtrend in his career. I think I think Bill Belichick to me is the best coach in football, probably football history. He's he's gonna give him the chance to develop, I think. And like I said, like you said, I think unless Cam's just awful, I can't. I can't see him pulling him and putting throwing Mac in there as a rookie. No. And, oh. and I'm, I mean, everything you read, you know, Matt Jones has had a good camp. So, but I, I still think no matter how good a camp he has, that Bill's not going to just throw him to the fire like that. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, Chuck, do you have any more sleepers or anything? Yeah, I got one more, but uh, it's kind of. Kind of hit or miss, in my opinion, right now with the Carson Wentz situation, uh, with him being injured and out. Got that timetable of five to twelve weeks. Um, I don't Apparently know if it's about week one. Hey, I, I haven't, I haven't really been into it, uh, keeping up everything the past week. But uh, Michael Pittman was. I had him last year. He was kind of disappointing. He had a few decent games, I would say, um, but he was another one kind of. On my radar, I guess, because I had him last year. And uh, Colts are kind of my second favorite team. I like pulling for him. Uh, 
and I'm hoping he kind of steps into that role as maybe their downfield receiver and kind of can free up uh, T.Y. Hilton a little bit. But that was my next one. Um, that's about all I have, though. Yeah, and I like that one, too. I, I like Michael Pittman. One of the ones I had, which we've already somewhat touched base on him when we discussed the 49ers backfield, but, like, I don't know why, but I'm a big Trey Sermon fan. I know I wouldn't pull like I did with Bishop Sankey and take him in the fourth round, but um, I, I think he's a guy that if, if once he gets an opportunity, it's going to be hard for him to, to let it go. Uh, I mean, watching him in college and, and what few games he did play in, I mean, you know, I, I bet Kyle Shanahan is just over there just drooling at the mouth at the talent he's got in the backfield. Um, I, just, I just feel like Trey Sermon could be a good player at the NFL level. Absolutely. I think he's going to get carries this year. I just, uh, you know, it's kind of. I think, I think two years down the road, he's probably RB1. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, I think he's going to need a little bit of time. You know, you got Moster. Moster is a proven commodity. Wayne Gallman has been a career backup, but he has had some great games when he has come in in relief. Uh, You know, I can see him getting carries as much as, as Kyle Shanahan loves to run the football. You know, but I think it's kind of wait and see with him uh, to me. Yeah. But I agree. He could he could be a big-time player. Should one or two things happen, yeah, for sure. You know, Moster goes down. He could be a player for sure. Yeah. And one of my other – it's kind of a toss-up, but really between two guys for my – I guess my second sleeper. But um, I really want to see what Elijah Moore does for the Jets. Uh, I think, you know, they're still going to be bad, but I think that he has potential to even win, like, Rookie of the Year. And then um, if he's healthy, I'm a big Mike Williams fan too, even though he came from Clemson, and I hate Clemson. But <laughs> it's just he's he's been a guy who's never been able to stay on the field, and I feel like if Mike Williams could stay on the field, he could be really special in this league. He, he was one of mine that I was about to bring up too, Mike Williams. Uh, yeah. Really big guy. I mean – you got, you got him and Keenan running on the outside. Herbert's going to have a massive year, I think. And I really expect the Chargers offense to take off this year. Their defense is still shaky, but um, they're probably going to score a lot of points. Man, I, I tell you all what, one of the things I'm most excited about this year is watching Justin Herbert and that Chargers offense. That offense is loaded with talent, man. You got Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, who is a running back by trait, and for fantasy purposes, he's listed as a running back, and he is a PPR stud. You watch him play a game; they're lining him up outside receiver, they're lining him up in the slot, they're throwing him the ball every other play, man. So, you know, from a fantasy perspective, they're great and fun to watch. But I am so excited to see Justin Herbert from a football standpoint. Watch him develop. I, I'm so excited. Have Have y'all seen the? video from camp of him rolling out and throwing at 70 yards on the run to the corner of the end zone for a touchdown. Yes. It is one of the most impressive throws I've seen. Other than the Rodgers throw, threw it in a dang basketball hoop from 50 yards. But, um, I mean, I'm excited to see that offense. Absolutely. Hey, Hunter, I'm going to jump in with one more, and then we can move on if y'all want to or whatever. Yeah, I, did, uh, I don't know if you or Ethan had any more. I had I had one more as well. But okay. Yeah, yeah let's jump in. Go ahead, man. All right. Uh, so 
this is he's not really a sleeper. He's been kind of if you know iffy. Henry Ruggs with the Las Vegas Raiders. You, do y'all remember when he was coming out? Everybody's comparing him to Tyreek Hill. As fast as he can, as fast as he is, as quick as he is, the guy. He's trying to take the next step to be the Raiders' number one receiver. He caught the game. What he caught the walk-off touchdown is what I'm going to call it against the Jets. Um, I mean, the guy, the guy's a stud. He's he's a he's pro, he's by far the most talented receiver on that on that team. They got Darren Waller. They got Josh Jacobs. But Derek Carr needs a number one guy out there out wide. And I think this year Henry Ruggs could be the guy. I hope he turns into that. And that's something that I could very well see happening for sure. I, I think the biggest question is, can Derek Carr get him the ball? Absolutely. See, I think Derek Carr's a good quarterback, personally. I mean, I don't, I don't hate him. I've actually – he's been on my team a few times, and I was pretty high on – I think, what was it, uh, Josh and Chucky made a few years ago, I bet our friend Taylor like 50 bucks that the Raiders would win 10 games. They wound up doing it, you know. I never win those kind of bets, um, but yeah, that was when Derek like had his like breakout season. Yeah, I, I don't think he's that bad of a quarterback. I just think I hate to say it like this, but I, I feel like Gruden's kind of holding him back a little bit. And this is for me, you know, looking at analysis and looking at what people that get paid to do this kind of stuff talk about and me watching it I feel like he's holding Derek Carr back a little bit with the offense that they're trying to run and he doesn't have that great a talent around him you know I, I think Derek Carr can be a good quarterback in the NFL I just feel like it's been he, he he's been damaged from John Gruden that's what I feel like I may be completely wrong. That's just my opinion. Y'all take it for what it is. No, I don't. I don't think you're wrong. I think he's one of the worst head coaches in the NFL. Like bottom three, bottom of the barrel. I I 100 percent agree. Dude. Really do, dude. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. I'm I'm not a big Gruden guy. As funny as he is, I'm not a big Gruden guy. <laughs> um, but Ethan, you you got one. You got one. You want to talk about? Yeah, I got one more, uh, and this is a guy that can is probably going to be available in the 14th round. So it's Marquez Callaway for the Saints. Uh, he will be their number one receiver this year to at least start. Michael Thomas is hurt, and Traquan Smith's hurt. Michael Thomas looks like he wants to be traded. So Michael Thomas gets traded. Let's say Traquan Smith comes back. Sure, he might probably slide in at RB one or wide receiver one for the Saints, but Callaway will be their uh, number two at least. And in literally every report says that he is an absolute stud at camp. He will be their number one pass catcher, and it looks like uh, he'll, he could be available in the 14th round. Ethan, you hit the nail on the head, bro. I I looked at this guy earlier and looking at reports. In Sean Payton's offense – and, and and granted, it does depend on the quarterback. I, I don't know if it's going to be Jameis, Taysom Hill. I don't know for sure. But either way, they're going to throw the football. And having Marquez Callaway on there was a great, great pick, man. That's – yeah, that that's awesome. He's, he's definitely definitely a deep sleeper, somebody getting a very late round that can provide a lot of value for sure, man. That's uh, That was a great pick. 
Uh, personally, who would you rather have them? At? Would you rather have Taysom or do you rather have Jamison? Man, uh, you know, personally, I know from watching Jameis Winston with the Buccaneers, he had more interceptions than touchdowns. He still threw for a lot of yards. And granted, with Sean Payton as his coach, he may be it may be different. I know Bruce Arians loves to throw the ball down the field. And Jameis may not be that kind of guy. I mean, I know he's very talented, but I, I still think between Jameis, Jameis and Taysom Hill, I'm probably taking Jameis. I feel like Taysom Hill is more of a gadget player. Um, I feel like he's, I feel like he's very talented athletically. I feel like he should probably play in the slot. I feel like that should where he, that should be his home. But Sean Payton has a love affair with him for some reason and loves to throw him in at quarterback. So I don't know. Nobody knows what Sean Payton's going to do because he has a different receiver every freaking week. You never know what exactly he's going to do, man. But I feel like J- I would rather have Jameis for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think, and especially, I mean, it, our biggest question mark so far is what San Francisco is going to do in their backfield. And and now it's, you know, who's Jameis? It's going to be Jameis or Taysom to take over. Uh, the Saints. I think those are the two biggest question marks we've talked about so far. But yeah, I would I would rather have Jameis, and uh, I, I think it. I mean, they're going to have to throw the ball. So I, I think I think it's just a really good pick, really really late. For I mean, I'm not. This has got a guy that's going to be a our, for number one receiver on your fantasy team. But uh, honestly, it could be a great flex option, maybe week two or week three if if he just starts to settle in. So I think that's why I just went with him there. Yeah, dude, I love it. That 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 that's a great pick. I freaking love it. Um, I, one thing I do want to touch on since we're talking about it, Alvin Kamara. Last year, he was on my team. I so Ethan. I don't know if you know this, but you know I'm gonna say it because I'm gonna talk shit to these other guys. We all know Josh, you're three year champ. Repeat. Okay, two, so I wonder. Year, year. <laughs> He's still not the commish. That is that is very true, Hunter. Okay, and so great rate. <laughs> So, I've won the league three years in a row. Um, I had Alvin Kamara on my team last year. He was the highest-scoring player in fantasy football last year. When Taysom Hill was at quarterback, he averaged 12 less points a week due to the PPR factor. And you also got to throw in the fact that Latavius Murray is involved with this as well. So, to me, I hope Jameis gets it so they throw the ball over the place. Alvin Kamara is still a freaking stud. But he only averaged like 17 points a game with Taysom Hill at quarterback. So that concerns me with his fantasy value for sure. If I'm sitting in the five spot, which I think uh, you or Hunter are, I would be concerned with taking Alvin Kamara right there if Taysom Hill was a starting job. But we're not going to – we don't know. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a kind of a wait-and-see thing for me for sure. As, as the only Saints fan, I believe, and I know Hunter and Josh aren't. I don't know about Ethan, but – I'm not. This is – the scare, like, I'm terrified of this football season just as a Saints fan. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I really don't have a choice either between Taysom and Jameis. I mean, you've got Jameis. He's proven he can throw. He, he threw for, he throws for a lot of yards. Um, with the Bucks, I mean, that was really rough to watch with all those interceptions. But he did have LASIK eye surgery. He couldn't see. He even said it. I don't know if that's true or an excuse, but um, at least he's going to eat a W though. Every now no, and then. no, no. His his Man, pregame right. talks. I really, 
I guess I'll have to pick Jameis just because his pregame warm-up talks. My, my favorite thing about Jameis is, like, he's the most unintentionally funny guy on camera. Yes. like I think that's just because his intelligence level is so just bad. <laughs> I think that's what makes it, honestly. And that might, that, that might be horrible. I, I just – I don't think he's the smartest guy. Yeah, no, no, 100%. The other day in front of the media, I don't know if y'all saw this uh, – he was talking, just he was carrying on about how practice went and how the day went. And uh he tried to say the word tandem and it came out as condom. I don't know how you get those words mixed up, but and then uh I don't know if y'all saw the video the video that came out of him running through the pads and getting absolutely destroyed. I don't know yeah. whose decision it was to have him running pads, but I did, <laughs> I did not need to see that video come out. Uh, my favorite thing is the video of him doing the uh, the drill with the guy behind him hitting him with the bag. <laughs> Reminds you of a Big Ben drill. Yeah, he's just not. He, he just doesn't seem like you know a guy that won a Heisman Trophy and won Elite Eleven. Yeah, I mean, the same damn guy who stole crab legs. <laughs> crab legs. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's bad. You can get anything you want in college, and you chose to steal crab legs. <laughs> I think I think my favorite video is the one of him spinning through the dummies. That 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 shit is hilarious. You look on Twitter, all the comments roasted him are the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I think what speaks volumes here is every one of our favorite memories of Jameis is in something different. Yes. Everybody has a different memory and that just tells you how many dumb things he's done. <laughs> yeah. In such a short time too. That's like the best Yes. Part. It's not like he's he's not Peyton Manning where he's had a twenty year career. Because, honestly, I hope he does stick around for 20 years just so we can see more shit like this. <laughs> like, that's, and, all, that's all I want in life is to see. Like, he should just go full Trevor Bauer and start a vlog. And, well, not full No, Trevor, that's bad that's luck. Bad. No, no. Then we're not going to see him for 20 years. Never, never <laughs> go full Trevor Bauer. Gone forever. <laughs> He'll be gone within two when Trevor started making his. I mean, I love the idea of the vlog, but it's bad luck. We don't need any other Trevor Bowers out there. No. You guys, look, if you're listening, do not punch your girl in the ass cheeks. It's not a good apparently that Apparently that's frowned upon. I don't know if anybody didn't know that, but that is frowned upon. Yeah. So if you're punching your girl in the butt when you're doing the deed, shame on you. Um, listen, I've had a couple beers at this point in this episode. This is kind of fun. I love it. I love it, man. <laughs> I, I think this is a great time, too. Ethan, I don't know if you have any of these, but I think we should move into, like, funny draft stories. Because our league, oh, every year it's a different story. Whether Randy takes 20,000 running backs. Okay. And speaking of Randy, he is the most stressed out person right now. He has done, I bet you, 150 mock drafts since we picked the draft order. We need Randy on the pod. Bro, he called me last night at like eight thirty and was like, "Josh, getting a getting a mock draft with me. I don't know what I'm doing. Yes. I'm trying to get some running backs, bro." <laughs> yeah, for, for those that don't know, I'm sure a bunch of people don't. But Randy is me and Josh's dad. Um, he over exaggerates about everything, uh, and he's also Hunter's best friend. So, hey, he's a big Walking Dead and a big Braves guy. Big, big Braves guy. Big Braves guy. <laughs> he he gets a hard on for Max Freed now. Oh, chicken, chicken fried. Old chicken fried. <laughs> but, yeah, he is freaking out at the four spot. He, he, Kelsey's sitting there, and his whole big thing is, I don't ever draft a damn tight end this early. But, I mean, you got Kelsey sitting there. You get him. It's like Kittle. 
He's he's going to score 10, 15 more points than every tight end in the league pretty much every week. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I was telling them before you hopped in, I was in a mock earlier. It was a 10-man PPR mock, and I had, I just – I was I'm number five in our draft, so I was doing number five, and um, at that point Henry fell to me in the first, and then I get to the second round. I was round two, pick seven at that point, and Kelsey was still sitting there, and I and I snagged him. I, I promise you that won't happen because if what Josh, you're in the nine spot. I'm in the seven spot. Okay, I would if Travis Kelsey that. falls to seven. Josh is taking it. Josh <laughs> in the past has had Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. And nobody could touch him in the league because that was like their breakout year. If if Kelsey's at six, like where I'm at, I'm I'm just gonna be honest. That's my pick. Like, yeah, I had him. I think his first or second year, like his first like big year in the league. And I was like, man, this guy's good. And then like you said, Josh snags him with you know Pat and Tyreek, and it just you know just wrecked my weekend like every three weeks. <laughs> You know, you know, a lot of research went into that. Um, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, I dived into this stuff, but you know that that draft story was so funny, man. I was so busy. I was actually out with a girl that night. Oh gosh! And, uh, oh god! Here we go. <laughs> I was on a date during the draft, and I literally drafted for my phone from the bathroom and drafted all Chiefs and won the league. <laughs> I was not paying that close of attention to it. And I still won the league. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. You say that's your favorite, but mine has to be Braden. Oh my god! Hands, hands down. So, Ethan, you know, you know, Braden's mom's the math teacher. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Just, I just had to clue you, and I, I try not to say everybody's full name on here in case, like, you know, random strangers listen. But, like, one year we're sitting there, and Braden had the one. He had the first pick. Okay. And, like, you know, we love him to death. He's one of our best friends. Like, great time. He's like, all right, I'll join fantasy with y'all. And he told us, he's like, I don't know much about this. And the dude literally, like, they played for the Jets at the time, I believe. Or it was the Rams. 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 First pick off the board, Zach Stacy from Vanderbilt. Oof. And not only did he do that, and it, what happened was, is I think he had accidentally queued them up, and he ran out of time, and I auto drafted him. So he was hosed, and then he did it again because he was frozen on the Rams page. So his next pick was Benny Cunningham, and it just not the kind of start you want. At the yeah. end of the day, I love how that's his first cue. By the way, like if if he goes off, I love how that was his first cue. Yeah, like hey, I'm gonna handcuff the Rams' whole backfield. And they're going to rush for 3,000 yards this year. I'll be damned none of you are getting them. (laughs) (laughs) No one gets the Rams. Uh, Side note, you you, you mentioned handcuff. I I do want to say this, you know, for our listeners out there, for you guys, whoever wants to know this. All 15 of you. This is (laughs) – this is a very good draft strategy, and and it's something that I fully believe in. If you draft a running back in the first round, you have 1 million percent got to handcuff his backup. What I mean handcuff is you have got to draft his backup because what's going to happen is if he gets hurt, his backup's going to get all the touches. And generally speaking, when you draft a running back in the first round, he's on a good team with a good offensive line and a good offense. So the one big thing is you have got to handcuff that backup just in case he gets hurt, especially if it's Saquon 
or Kamara, which I am a huge Latavius Murray fan for the Saints. I love him. He is a viable flex play regardless if Kamara is hurt or not because he gets goal line touches. He is a touchdown vulture. So that's a big point that I wanted to make. Um, and yeah. I feel like that's a, that's a great draft strategy to have. Yeah, and, and I think uh, you kind of hit the nail on the head because who was it? I think it was one of you guys had um, like Damian Williams from the Chiefs. And then, like, he ripped his ACL first game, and I was just really terrible. So I went ahead and snatched Kareem Hunt off off waivers. And he went on to rush for, like, 1,200 yards that year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that, that that's case in point right there, man. I, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, just an example, if you draft Dalvin Cook, you better draft Alexander Madison. One million percent. Like, Never later in the – Later in the draft, when you're drafted for your bench, you have better draft Alexander Madison. That Do people remember how good he was in those two weeks that Cook was hurt last year? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, he was so good. Yes. Talking, Talk about, talking about handcuff just made me think of another sleeper that I've kind of I knew about, but uh, kind of read up about uh, AJ Dillon for the Packers. Um, Aaron Jones, you get him. You get AJ Dillon too late. I like that one. Um, but yeah, Aaron Jones is a guy. I, I had I had Aaron Jones last year. I I got really lucky in the draft and got Kamara and Aaron Jones, and I got Stephon Diggs. Don't don't know how we let that happen. Yeah, my team was freaking loaded, y'all. Yeah, That's because yeah. Chris took OJ Howard in like the second round. Jeez, <laughs> oh, Alabama boy. He's a bammer. He's a bammer. Um, AJ McCarron handcuffing. <laughs> he, he honestly is probably going to take Derrick Henry first overall. You think I think so? he's, he's going to take Patrick Mahomes, 1 million percent. All right. I vote we just get a run and bet on this. We need, like, some odds and everybody just put in money. I'm down. I'm so in. <laughs> I'm, I'm also excited we have money in this league this year. We finally agreed. We kind of kept it a family league for a while, just bragging rights. But we're not, not a lot of money. We put $20 on it, but it's at least something to look forward to. Twenty dollars, twenty dollars. Oh yeah. Shit. So the rules are: the winner gets the gets uh gets most of it. The, the second, the second place guy gets second his place, money back. Second place gets your money back. First takes the rest. Yeah, that's it. That I agree. I I think that's a good thing. I don't know what y'all think about. It. I don't see splitting it off to. Oh, I made the playoffs. I get ten bucks back. No. Yeah. yeah. At that point, I mean, the winner gets 180 bucks. I think mean, that's a pretty good little pot for. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, Ethan, look, you need to come to draft day. That's what you need to. Do. Yes, 100 percent at Randy's house. You get to see Randy and Hayden on draft day. Hayden's a different animal. The dude freaks he's a, he's out. A big, he's, he's a glass case of emotion. Yeah. You, usually, something happens. His his phone or his computer, whatever he's drafting on, something will freeze two minutes before the draft, and he just completely goes blank and just, I don't, I don't know what he does, but he, he his drafts usually do not go great, and you will yeah, not hear about it. I'll tell you what, if I can make it work with what I got going up here with school and softball schedule, I will I will certainly try to make it. Uh, Are we on a Saturday or Sunday? It's a Sunday, 2 o'clock. Because that's what Randy wanted, and we do what Randy wants, right? No, we, we it's, it's a league decision. You're the commission. <laughs> I made the decision. Put your foot down. You don't live in his house anymore. We're not talking. Hey, and 
should we tell the Hayden? Was that this last year that Hayden did his thing where he cut his whole team and that was, oh two, that was two years ago. That's two years he, ago. He, so yeah, this is kind of just goes into what a shit show some of this became, um, for lack of better words. But I'm literally in my apartment in Auburn and my phone is buzzing off the hook. I'm at and, work trying to do shit. And- I'm getting 17 calls from Randy. Randy has yeah. lost his damn mind. He's lost, He's calling me. He's calling Josh. He's called Chuck. We look at – I open up my phone, and Hayden has cut his entire team. Like, all of his top picks cut, dropped, just free to pick up. He has thrown the towel in, all because Josh tried to trade him, like, David Johnson or a punter for, like, Julio Jones or some stupid thing. Hey, <laughs> hey, it was a legitimate trade. So, Ethan, one thing you're going to figure out is everyone in this league tries to collude against me to help me not win the championship every year. <laughs> when it's blatant trade rate, it will be vetoed. <laughs> I mean, well, what is it? We got five votes to veto it? Yeah, but if if Josh tries to trade with somebody, you bet your ass it is getting vetoed in the next three minutes. It's like an automatic thing. Like, I'll take time. I could be preaching a funeral, and I would take <laughs> I'm out of the eulogy to, to veto his trade. Yes. God, y'all collude so bad, man. I can't even. <laughs> but you can't even complain. You've won the league the past three years. So, I mean. Yeah. So, y'all trying to get some new blood in here, but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> I'm just excited we don't have to draft two quarterbacks this year. But I, I would always wait, and I would end up with Ben Roethlisberger and Degum, Philip Rivers. I mean. Well, hey, man, do us all a favor and draft drafting within the first two rounds for us. I can't yeah. do that. You want them, you better get their ass early. I'm, I'm very scared <laughs> this year is going to become an all-running back draft. But with it, I know how some of our guys are. Like, uh, John's going to draft a wide receiver first round no matter who's available. Um, I, don't even, I don't even know what pick he has, but uh, he loves his wide receivers. Um Josh is usually running backs, and Hunter and half the other guys we have. I don't know about Ethan, but you you never know what they're going to do. Yeah, I'm I'm the guy who overanalyzes, and then I shit the bed. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, where I'm sitting at at five, I'm I mean I, I'm expecting either Kamara or Henry to be sitting there. Most prob. I mean, that's what I would assume. If they're not sitting there, then I, I guess McCaffrey or Cook would be somehow. But I mean, that that's just kind of where I'm at. I, it'd be one of those two for me. Do y'all think people are scared of McCaffrey this year? They got Sam Darnold. I know they've been you can't, they've been talking about trading for Deshaun Watson, but I mean you can't really with his situation going on. I'm excited for one. I'm a Sam Darnold guy. Like I know he didn't look good with the Jets, but listen, nobody else has ever looked good under Adam Gase. Okay, like Ryan Tannehill played under him like trash. Oh, bug eyes, some bitch. Yeah, <laughs> he just looks coked out. Like Adam Gase is on crack cocaine. Don't care what you say, um, but yeah, like I like Sam Darnold. And there was I used to see clips of him. Now they'd be down by like forty points, but he made throws similar to some that like Mahomes is made. I'm not comparing him to Mahomes, but like some of the throws he made last year, like ESPN would have crapped their pants if it was Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So I think he's got a lot of talent. I think he just needs to be in an environment that's not that doesn't have as much pressure. And he's got Joe Brady over there in Carolina, if I remember right. So uh, mm-hmm. that'll work out well. And 
I think that only helps McCaffrey at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like they're gonna have a good year. I agree with you one million percent on Sam Darnold. I feel like he is a very talented guy that was put on a very bad team with a bad coach. I feel like it was not a good situation for him to be successful. And he is now in a situation where he's got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. He's got dudes around. He's got Christian McCaffrey. He's got guys around him that are going to make him better. And so, and Joe Brady calling the shots on the offense, I feel like that's going to make a big difference. So I hope, I'm hoping for him that he has a better year. Um, you know, I, but we'll see. But I feel like definitely the potential is there for a breakout year from Sam Darnold for sure. If you want him, better draft him early. Shit. Already said he likes him, so he's going after. I, I'm just kidding. I'm being completely I'm expecting fourth round. Fourth <laughs> no round. later. I'm taking round the third. <laughs> round two. Six overall. Sam Darnold off the board. Robbie Anderson right behind him. Exactly. Got to. I'm going to handcuff his backup. Who's his backup? <laughs> Probably like Ryan Ryan Finley or something. Um, but yeah, you guys want to roll into anything else, or you got anything else you guys want to talk about? Then uh, just one thing, man. I, I'm so happy y'all had me on. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of this. I feel like it's a great thing. Um, shout out to you and Ethan. Um, I feel like it's been great insight on baseball. I'm excited to be on more, hopefully, with fantasy football, football in general. Big football guy. You know, I, I, I'm i just excited, man. I hope this thing, I hope we can, you know, try to get some more listeners, more followers, whatever we need to do. I'm here to help. So, big fan of the pod. So, just let me know what I need to do, man. I'm, I'm glad you had me on. Yeah, no, uh, appreciate you guys joining us. I think, too, um, I'm working on getting koozies made, so uh, those should be coming in soon, and I'll uh, I'll be able to drop those guys off, and I'll, I'll mail you one, Ethan. And I think, like, going forward, I, like Josh just said, we do a lot of baseball, um, but with football season around the corner, and, you know, we're past the trade deadline, so I think now is, like, the best time for us to start mixing – you know, a little football, a little baseball here and there. Um, college football is about to heat up. You know, maybe next week we, we work on some college stuff, talk about, you know, Heisman Trophy, things like that. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited. Glad you guys joined us. And I think, you know, we'll definitely have to do it all again. What do you think, Chuck? Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, you reached out to me, what, a few months ago? I think it was a good while back that you were talking about this and uh, – I, I talked to Ethan, uh, texted Ethan the other day, just uh, giving some insight about the league, and then uh, told him how great the podcast was to listen to. Uh, not not a big baseball guy, but I do enjoy the Braves, um, so it's kind of cool to hear the inside uh, scoop that y'all have. Um, I'm really excited to see how how y'all take it, and uh, hopefully we can get back on maybe like a after draft recap or something like that. Um, but I'm re- uh, real thankful y'all had me on, and uh, y'all keep up the good work. Yeah, I, I really wish we could do, like, a Facebook Live or a YouTube video of, like, the whole draft. Dude, that, I told you I'll do a draft board this year if y'all really want it. I, I would love that, but, like, we need to make sure everybody can be there, though, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That, that That's the only issue is getting everybody present for it. 
Um, I was the advocate for doing it on Saturday, as y'all saw in the group snap. Um, but you yeah, gotta put Ethan in there in the the fantasy domination league Snapchat. You should yeah, ready for that? No, I'm I'm ready at this point. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Bring him in. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I guess uh, that kind of wraps up here. Ethan, you got any other comments? Yeah, I appreciate you guys coming on. It was a good episode, I thought. Really good all around. Yeah, awesome. Well, that'll that'll wrap it up, and we'll stop there. And uh, I guess everybody can tune in next time.